1: And welcome to this brand new episode of the Geek Buddies.
2: <gasps> hey!
1: this, is our, this is our Geek Buddies, maybe the last one before Comic Con. Maybe we'll do a special one before Comic Con, but this might be the last one before Comic Con. But we got a lot to talk about on this Geek Buddies show for sure. We're going to jump into those Superman legacy announcements, we're going to jump into some new trailers. We're going to talk that Wolverine Deadpool photo that everyone is going crazy about. And our main topic is going to be breaking down and discussing that Ahsoka Tano trailer, which dropped the official trailer for the Ahsoka series. So there is so much to discuss on this particular episode of the Geek Buddies. But let's introduce ourselves. I am the outlaw John Roka, writer, producer, and host here on the Geek Buddies.
2: I am Michael Vogel. I'm a writer and producer of animated TV shows and movies and Ahsoka Tano stan. (laughs)
3: uh soka nah, i was gonna say nope. Fano. Nope. But no 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 no
2: don't you touch her don't you touch her with your jokes don't you touch her
3: <laughs> and this is shannon mcclung i'm a television actor and an animation writer where this weekend you're going to be able to see the season premiere season three premiere of strawberry shortcake berry in the big city Yay. written by mr michael vogel and myself uh more by michael vogel <laughs> um, you have about it not you have to say because oh, well i that. mean I you know look it, if, hey. if it weren't true <laughs> I, I, I i would avoid it but it is very much this is very much his baby very much his creation so Sorry. i like, I, I like just,
2: the season three premiere has a good song i like the song in the season three premiere did you it's write the lyrics for that song i write the lyrics for all the songs oh um so but yeah i like this but I, I like this one a lot this one's a really fun song it's one of my uh one of my faves of the season, so wow. check it out. What? Is it just the first episode or
3: is it the first two?
2: Well, that's like a, I, I think they usually do the first two with the season. <laughs> so, yes, the song is the second one. So if you don't see it this weekend, it'll be next week. But I think they usually do the first two um, in the beginning of the season. We'll see.
1: I think this is how they settled on Ahsoka.
2: Are we doing the first
1: two or just one? Are we do? I don't know what we're doing on August. That's 22. usually that you know is what? usually what it is. Whenever you <laughs> premiere anything, you're
2: like, yeah, we're gonna do the first episode, the first two episodes. Oh, then we only got one last week. Yeah, but we gotta get them in there. So, uh, yeah, Tano, go, go. Which one's got the song? Which one's got the lightsaber <laughs> Tommy, song?
1: Tommy, which oh one's my got the song?
2: I would write the shit. Out of a lightsaber song. Wow. <laughs> Star
1: Wars musical. There's no way that's not gonna happen at some point down the road,
2: right? I mean, there's no way. Listen, I'm still waiting. Uh I gotta get I gotta get down to uh, California Adventure so I can go mm. see Rogers the musical. I'm Jones in to go that's see right. it. I gotta hear these songs. That's right. You're Rogers in for Anyway, all right, anyway, we're gonna jump into a lot here, as I said. Uh, <laughs>
1: but... Uh, the way the show works for those of you who are new, and thank you for joining us if you're new, is each of us brings up a geek news item we talk about amongst ourselves, take a break, and then we jump into our main topic, which is Ahsoka. Uh, and, and for those who are not new and keep coming back every week, thank you very much. We should start shouting out some people who, if you're fans of the show and you watch your name shouted out here, you know what? DM us and maybe we'll throw it into the okay. intro as a fun way to make it interact. I'm not going to go thousands, but certainly no. maybe two or three. It might be fun. But to hey,
2: Leonard, yeah. Gabay, Jameson, Craig, you're great. There you you're go. You're
1: great. His buddies first, of course. Judd Winnick, uh, uh, shout out to you as well. Judd. All right, <laughs> here we go. Let's get into Superman Legacy. That's the first thing we need to talk about here. Uh, Forbes, uh, thankfully, put it all together for me. Thank you to Paul Tassi, who was a senior contributor there. But James Gunn is like, <laughs> he is just shooting out casting announcements here for Superman Legacy. We spoke about it on a previous show about David Cornswett and uh, Rachel Brosnahan coming into Superman and Lois. But wait, there's more. Now we have every fanboy's dream. Nathan Fillion as a Green Lantern, but not (laughs) Hal Jordan. He's going to be playing Guy Gardner everyone's favorite asshole green lantern there a uh, Hawk girl is going to be played by isabella merced who was seen in dora and the lost city of gold and the recent father of the bride with andy garcia which i thought was really good for those of you who maybe kind of skip over that one i would recommend it mr terrific is now in the uh, cast as well or in the uh, film as well uh, eddie gatha Gathe- Gathe- i hope i'm saying that right he is seen in for all mankind the black mist and uh, x-men first class he will be in there metamorpho is going to be in superman legacy played by everyone's favorite character on Barry, aside from Barry, no ho-hank there, Anthony Kerrigan is going to be stepping in to play Metamorpho, maybe perfect casting overall. Lex Luthor still to be cast, but a lot of rumors are saying that maybe Bill Skarsgård or Alexander Skarsgård or Nicholas Holt, as I kind of uh, uh, speculated, uh, uh, will be Lex Shannon, Luthor.
2: Shannon's holding on to hope. <laughs> Shannon, as president of the Nicholas Holt fan club, Shannon is uh, just, He's just crossing He's his down. fingers and crossing his toes. Hashtag
1: so, justice for NH. <laughs> uh, Michael, um, this is a lot. And I, I know people are, it's already split the internet. Some people are on the side of like, this is too much. Some people are on the side of he's doing something new. Leave him alone. So uh, what are your thoughts on this as the resident biggest Superman fan here on the
2: panel? Well, so on one hand, it's concerning. Uh, you know, I mean, the biggest issue that DC has is like, Although some people love Man of Steel, it didn't really launch Superman in the way that I think Warner Brothers and DC wanted. Superman Returns certainly didn't launch Superman the way that they wanted. Um, We really, like, DC has never, and Warner Brothers have never really just, Superman has never become the crown jewel in the way that, like, I would even say uh marvel did a great job with steve rogers captain captain america in the marvel universe sits exactly where if you're a cap fan that's where captain america should and they've never been able to do that so james gunn comes out he goes i'm rebooting the universe i'm doing superman legacy i'm doing it right guys i'm giving you the superman movie you want and i'm putting every other fucking character in the dc (laughs) universe in it you know it, it, it makes you stop now i think that in james gunn's defense like sure. he sure. is doing something different. I think that there was a, Absolutely. and I think this also starts to answer some of the other questions that a lot of us have been asking. So I think there was this expectation that when he said he was doing the reboot, we were going, we were going like the iron man route. Like, okay, yeah. here's yeah. earth. Yeah. Superman shows up. He is the first hero. And all of these other heroes rise up because they're inspired by him. Well, that's not what's happening. Yeah. This is clearly a world that on some level, is populated by superpowered individuals, metahumans, whatever you want to call them, yeah. uh, there are already super-powered people around. That sort of answers a lot of the Batman questions about how did we get to Damien so fast? So mm. when you get to Brave and the Bold, well, okay. If this is a world where Metamorpho and Guy Gardner and Hot Girl and Mr. Terrific are going around, Batman probably had a couple Robins before he gets to Damien. So right. you start to see that we're kind of contextualizing this and Superman is coming into this world. Now, mm. that could be a brilliant change of pace that helps jumpstart the DC universe and gets us all super fucking excited. Sure. Or it could be a mess of superhero characters and we come out going, wow, we still didn't get the Superman movie we wanted. So James Gunn is taking a very, very big swing, which I got to yeah. give him props for, but it could for sure go either way. Okay. Shannon,
1: your thoughts on this um, announcement with all these characters. The rumors are also that the authority is going to show up in, in Superman legacy. So, adding all these characters plus the authority. And then James Gunn responded to somebody who tweeted out and asked a question about it. And he said, well, Superman is going to be existing in two worlds, his world with Lois and Jimmy and his world with the, super, the other superheroes, the other uh, uh, metahumans and what have you. So your thoughts here, Shannon, as you hear that, uh, and your thoughts on all these characters being put in a Superman legacy film.
3: Uh, You know, it does seem like a lot, but um, one, this is not going to be a big ensemble movie. I mean, this Mm -hmm. is this is not a Justice League. This is not a Justice Society. This is this is a Superman movie. Sure. And if he is early in his career and if he really is the change that the world needs, then you have to have it established that the the world needed changing to begin with. Right. So you look at the people that are going to be in it like you have a Guy Gardner and Guy Gardner. Uh, historically <laughs> is is not like the coolest dude like he's right, not right. a he's not a nice guy um hot girl as mm. portrayed in maybe like the justice league series yeah. maybe goes from first to fifth a little quick um mr terrific i you know i i've all i mean i like eddie kathigie a lot um yeah. i i don't re- i don't recall mr terrific having any sort of uh issues the same with metamorpho maybe i'm wrong yeah um the the i mean the fact that no hank i'm already hearing i mean (laughs) hearing in my head barry maybe i maybe i turned the metal maybe i turned the vapor i don't know (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: jesus claw yeah exactly
3: uh so so on on the surface i do get like this is a lot of people but if you want to have a world that is already this is a superhero world And then you have sort of the new kid on the block that Superman is going to be, um, and and perhaps he's going to be the beacon that the other heroes aspire uh, aspire to be. And that's different from the, you know, what he's inspiring us to sort of take up the call. It's like, oh, we've been doing this wrong. Maybe we should listen to this kid. Yeah. Um, so I think it's really, I think it's really, really exciting. And, you know, when you think about Nathan Fillion, I mean, he's been, you know, associated with Hal Jordan for so many years. Yeah. People wanted to see him as Hal Jordan. He voiced Hal Jordan. I got to say, at this yeah. point in his career, especially after his performance in Guardians 3, I'm like, I think Guy Gardner is the way to go <laughs> for, uh, <laughs> for Nathan Fillion. Yeah,
1: I, I yeah, I'm, I'm a little concerned. I'm not a huge concern. I'm a little concerned. I haven't always been the biggest fan of James Gunn's approach. I like Guardians of the Galaxy for sure. I enjoyed Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, but I do see the issues with that. And Guardians of the Galaxy 3 was was enjoyable. And it was fun. But I don't know that the storylines were necessarily perfectly constructed through that movie to really pack the emotional wall up you were hoping for. So That's fair. The, the idea fair. of throwing more characters into your establishing uh, film, I think, is a dangerous uh, challenge. And look, I respect the man. The man's earned the right to do this. He wants to put the tent pole in the ground that everything else is going to spread from. So I totally understand it. But all these characters... I mean, we're the big complaints we're getting right now with Secret Invasion is we're not having time. Or at least on my end, we're not
2: having time with establishing these characters. <laughs> the big, not, the big complaints uh, we're getting from yes, me,
1: from me. We,
2: well, you know, um,
1: <laughs> we're not having time to establish these characters, and I think that is what happens with a lot of these superhero movies when they introduce too many characters and there's not a background, there's not a real understanding of their point. Now, I get it. James wants to create a world where they already exist. That's cool, but then you're asking the audience to do a lot of homework before they walk through the door. Well, and I wonder if that's going to bite him in the ass because people want to want to know, well, what's Metamorpho's deal? What's the situation? Why is he like this? What's the point of his his presence in the movie? So I just have a lot of questions. I don't see Nathan as Guy Gardner. That's not my Guy Gardner. But J.M. J. Demetice, who wrote Justice League International, gave the stamp of approval, and he's my Guy Gardner. That, that version of Guy Gardner is my Guy Gardner. So if he's going to like him, all right, fine. All right, fine. We'll see how it goes. Mike, I will know. just. I
2: want to like echo what Shannon said because I think it was a good point. Um, I, like you're right. It is he James Gunn is making a dangerous choice here. Like I think it is a dangerous choice, but it's a choice that it's like a wow, you really whiffed Superman again, or yeah. you hit a home run. Right. Like you right, like right. there like, and I think to Shannon's point, this is a movie. And I think Shannon said it best. You can't have Superman inspire a bunch of people if you don't have the people for him to inspire. Yeah. Fair. And I think that if you know, I think Zack Snyder uh, made the choice. He wanted to focus on Superman's uh, alien nature. Yeah. I am an alien. I'm not of this earth and I'm trying to navigate my way. Yeah. And James Gunn seems way more interested in Superman as inspirational icon. The mm. hero of heroes and i think to shannon's point and i hadn't heard the rumors about the authority but it kind of like actually makes sense even mm. though it's more characters if you have a world where the authority is doing justice their way yeah and yeah, shannon yeah. nailed it like guy Gardner's an asshole hot girl is aggressive mr terrific not not traditionally aggressive but maybe more logical and less emotional in mm. his choices mm. and metamorpho wild card but you have all of these characters that are doing things the way they think it needs to be done and then this guy shows up and says hey we can do this differently and they're like who the fuck are you that's potentially a great movie like that potentially is a movie that just nails who superman is you're right it might be a little much but i i think it's a little bit of the same Uh, last point and then we'll move on because i know we got a lot to talk about but it's i gotta jump in with something else sorry it's kind of like what marvel what marvel did was super with spider-man in civil war We kind of are like, oh, shouldn't they reboot the universe? But we've seen the DC universe in some way, shape, or form for like over a decade. Do we really want to reboot everything and have to have origin story, origin story, origin story? Or do we just go, guys, you've seen it. Now we're going to give you a better version. Let's dive in. Well, and,
3: and one other thing, and, and for real, one other thing, and then I'm done. Yeah. Um, but it's, uh, I think this sets up a really good dynamic with Lois and Clark. Mm-hmm. If you, I think you can get a lot of your expository information out through the staff of the Daily Planet. And Lois is probably one of these characters who's maybe not on board with, like, look at all these people. Look at what they can do. This is, this is, this is very dangerous. We're in dangerous times. And that sets up an opposite for Clark. For Clark to come in and be like well are we sure because maybe they maybe there is a way for them to do something better and then that's where you present Superman so I think that I think that's a really interesting that's a really interesting argument to have
1: real quick two things and I'm gonna get in trouble for one of them one this feels a little bit like kingdom come right when he comes back to school oh. the younger heroes to show them the better way to be a hero right so that that feels a little bit like kingdom come which I'm okay with right the second part is this. I mean, we're a much more expansive society now. Do we need a white hero coming in and telling all these people what's wrong with them? And you need to do it my way. Is that going to go over well? So I'm throwing that out there. I'm throwing that out there. We have Hawker. We have Mr. Terrific who's black. We have, you know, oh, you're too emotional, honey. Slow down. Or you need to be. Like, <laughs> I don't know if you want that. So I'm throwing out there. I'm not saying but, that that's. But he not, a, I'm, I'm he's not, not
3: just saying danger. it to Mr. Terrific and Hot Girl. He's saying it also to Guy Gardner. Well, well that's Adamor a different Fowl. situation. Also, Angry White. Not, it's not, though. It's all the heroes.
2: <laughs> also, he's not. Okay, two things. One, 100% on the, king, 100% you see where I'm on coming, the kingdom. 100% on the king. It could be danger. It's a lie. Oh, you got to walk it well. We always see where you're coming from. <laughs> we might. We might. We might not agree <laughs> with the address, Very but we true. see where you're coming from. Um, no, no, I, I think can that see that son of a bitch from my house. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> I think that um, the Kingdom Come thing, a hundred percent. I mean, yeah, I think yeah. that it feels like that. Yeah. And, and look, James Gunn has referenced, I think, Superman for all seasons, uh, yeah. All Star Superman, Kingdom Come. There are certain Superman stories that are iconic because they focus on yeah, yeah, yeah. this is the guy that inspires, and Kingdom Come, a hundred percent. Uh, falls into that category and so superman coming back or in this movie yeah. superman showing up and saying there's a b- different way i think absolutely a inference i think to your other point i don't think superman shows up and says hey sweetheart calm down well let no, me show you how I it's like done that, but... so i think that the thing about superman <laughs> it'll is be more palatable the way you said he doesn't he doesn't come in and and look you're not wrong about the optics on it, but you have two choices. You either are going to say Superman looks like Superman has always looked, or you cast Superman uh, to look differently. And then we see how half of Twitter reacts to that. I would be good either way. Superman's ethnicity is a non-issue to me, but um, clearly given the casting, we're going with a more traditional look for Superman. So you're not wrong that that's something that they would look out for in the script. Like when you're reading that script, you would have to like go through and be like, mm-hmm. Let's make sure. But I don't think... But I think the Superman inspires more than informs.
1: Isabella, you're a bit much. Yeah, I don't want that. So, yeah, but I agree with you. I think what you're saying is where I'm... Where I see the logic here. Um, he will inspire, not tell them right what to do or tell them the better way to be, I think. That would be – because then I'd be like, okay, Batman, go and take care of this guy right now. Uh, All right, let's move on to this other thing. Michael, you've got something to talk about here for us. What's that?
2: Well, not to be outdone with James Gunn's DC Universe plans – Uh, everybody's favorite Wade Wilson, Ryan Reynolds, is going all in on Deadpool 3. Um, So not only is the casting news insane with everybody and their mother returning to play their roles, including Jennifer Garner, Brian Cox, uh, rumored Patrick Stewart, Ian McKellen, but uh, some photos have been released this week that have uh, blown up Twitter and the rest of the and, and threads and blue Sky, whatever social media platform we're choosing <laughs> to use today. Um, but we got we got Deadpool returning, and then we've got Hugh Jackman in his classic, uh comic book 90s animated series accurate wolverine costume including the little metal bits on his glove for his claws we've got wade and logan fighting with some wire work and we've even gotten uh the 20th century fox logo yes. in ruins a la planet of the apes so suffice it to say again just as James Gunn is taking a big swing with Superman Legacy, and it could be great or it could be awful, this Deadpool 3 is going to be bonkers. Good bonkers or bad bonkers, we don't know, but it's going to be bonkers. But yes, seeing Wolverine in his all-out comic book yellow-ass yellow costume, yeah. uh, it was a sight to behold. Gentlemen, how you feeling about Deadpool 3? i mean shannon go ahead go ahead. What do, what do you got what do you got i mean look i think it's
3: i think it's gonna be fun uh this this is clearly the the fox universe uh, uh of marvel characters imploding in on itself yeah. um which i think is really really funny like the yellow costume having not been like a big classic x-men guy uh, i'm just kind of like okay i don't care that he's in yellow and blue right it's the fact that they're fighting <sighs> in front of a derelict 20th century fox logo i was like that's really really funny and the fact that you know jennifer garner is coming back there have been rumors about patrick stewart nia mckellen um you know the the original x-men movies especially x-men 1 and x-men 2 like those those really kind of form the foundation of what we're experiencing now. Um, So the fact that they're able to, they're at this point where they're able to take the piss out of themselves so much and kind of laugh at it, I think is really funny. Now I know there's been a little bit of discussion about um, the MCU um, magically appearing helmets um, that's, yeah. It started with Star-Lord, it continued with Black Panther, now it's on to Spider-Man, then it was Kang, and that people have had some issues that like, oh no, if that thing magically appears like that, they're gonna be angry. Um, I when think it's say, really, really funny. When you say people i'm not just, just talking, talking about, mike kalinowski what is it mean, just
2: you? mike <laughs> it is not just
3: mike kalinowski <laughs> he commented on something that's where i found it oh. but there there's a there's a whole there's a whole vocal group that's like if they do this with wolverine's helmet bye i oughta um, look i i think i think it looks really really fun um and if this is again a big multiverse tale where uh owen wilson has to track down deadpool and wolverine i mean look i think it's i think this is going to be fun and i think probably they're not they're clearly not taking themselves that seriously knowing it, everything they're throwing in
1: yeah i i like I, I mean i like as an old school x-men fan i like the look and i bet hugh jackman's getting a kick out of finally getting to wear the old school thing and certainly for decades people have said and wanted them to wear the old school stuff and certainly an x-men first class when there were allusions to it and that x-men series people like that so I'm down with it. I'm, I think this is great. It's a lot of fun. Have fun. Bring in, bring in Jennifer Garner. This is going to be real interesting what role she's going to play. Not a very well-received movie, but people like her. And we're in a bit of a Jennifer Garnerissance, if I may, because like her film on Apple TV was one of the top films viewed on Apple TV over the last few months. Um, people are talking about her again. people are enjoying her. She's doing all these programs, all these uh, commercials and whatever. So she's kind of b- back into our eyesight. So I'd like to see what they're gonna do with her. I saw rumors that they're looking they're talking to Colin Farrell coming back as bullseye. and that would be effing hilarious and it would work within the Deadpool yeah. 3 construct. And I wonder if they'll get Affleck. I don't know what the contract for that would be like, but it'd be real funny to do it. I don't know if J-Lo will let it be in the film with Garner, but it would be interesting to see how this all works I, overall,
2: for sure. Man, yeah, like, I got to tell you, like, yeah, the Electra movie is horrible. And look, yeah. the Daredevil, Ben Affleck, Jennifer Garner, Colin Farrell, Daredevil, is not great. But going back and watching it, it is... Even though I think it came out early two thousand, it came out in the early 2000s it is yeah. the most 90s movie. Oh, 100% dated. You I mean hell. it is just 90s like you watch it it's great. I I'm excited about this. What's the like sound I, we're getting? Shannon is someone cleaning your house? What is that? Hold
1: on. There we
2: go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was that your What was that? What was that?
3: That is the next-door neighbor's lawn crew.
2: Son of a bitch.
3: I'm All I'm right. going back
1: on mute.
2: Okay, we'll do it. We'll do it. Go, go, yeah. uh, there we go um no i think i think this is gonna be a lot of fun i'm yeah. i'm kind of excited i think this is what marvel needs a little bit uh Ooh. you know I, I know people were split on she hulk but i think the finale of she hulk is fucking brilliant and i think that marvel is kind of you know working so hard to get us to care about some big epic serious things and you know, i think we need a little bit of injection of fun so if this is the movie that tears down uh the superheroes of the Fox universe and makes way for whoever we want coming over into the Marvel universe. Like, I am on board. Let's do it.
1: Yeah, I saw some people like getting upset about the Fox thing. Like, you know what? A lot of people lost jobs and blah, blah. And I'm just like, oh, come on, guys. Like, this is... We're just—it's just—we're just trying to make it work, okay? And it's gonna be fun, and let him take the piss out of things. This Wait. is a guy who shot himself in the back of the head what? in an in an in a post credit scene for the Green Lantern script. What so, is it that
2: on. people are upset about?
1: Just that the Fox situation didn't really work out, and how you know when Fox got purchased by Disney, uh, a lot of people lost their jobs, and so to dance on the grave of Fox they feel it was insensitive to the people who lost the jobs or so Disney took over the studio. I, and one of the reasons Disney took over the studios, because Fox messed up how they did the X-Men. So it's like, the and, uh, and Deadpool, of course, by connection. So that's what people are.
2: Do you know to. what I'm excited for? I'm excited <laughs> yeah. that everybody puts their opinions on Twitter uh, for social media to, just for, to preserve it <clears throat> so that 50 or 60 years from now, when they look back on this era and see what some people got upset about, historians can be like the fuck was wrong with these people mm. Mm. that's a good point
1: point. one final picture that popped up uh I, I didn't know that i didn't know that this was going to be part of it as well so Jesus. looking forward to that scene uh in the movie as well for deadpool 3 all right let's take a quick break and we're going to jump into um uh, some trailers here with shannon mcclung right after this
2: And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true
3: stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. (laughs) The lawn mowing has stopped, so let's talk some trailers, trailers, trailers. Let's do it, Shannon, let's do it. All right. Starting off, we got the second trailer for Blue Beetle. In the wake of the release of The Flash, two movies left in the current uh, DC cinematic universe. Um, They threw in a lot of this movie into this trailer. It's over three minutes a lot of fun looking stuff to me, but I'll throw it over to you, gentlemen. Johnny, why don't we start with you? What did you think of our second look at
1: Blue Beetle? I'm going to do it all in Spanish. No, I'm joking. I, I thoroughly loved it. I had a great time with this. I know they threw everything in the kitchen singing this because they're like, F it. Let's have fun. But the story, I think, took a more shape in this trailer. We now see that the, it's her sister or cousin who takes the scarab. Uh, So clearly she saw something that was happening at court industries under Victoria, took the scarab away to stop Victoria, had no idea it was going to connect to Jaime. It connected to Jaime. Now, Jaime has to deal with this. So, so interesting to see how that's going to play itself out in terms of the family dynamic. I mean, seeing Nana at the end with a badass weapon. Listen, My grandmother introduced me to professional wrestling. She was a badass. A lot of nanas in our Latino families are badasses. So to me, that was a nice, funny moment. Lopez with, I don't know if his mullet is longer or his beard is longer. It's hilarious to have him be a part of this. Um, And I enjoyed the visuals and the dynamic. And Raul Max Trujillo coming in as Indestructible Man. What an interesting decision to take a villain from the first Blue Beetle ever before Ted Gord and bring him into the Jaime Reyes situation and see how that works. You know, we saw Ned come into uh, the Peter Parker situation in uh, in uh, the Spider-Man with Tom Holland. So it's an interesting change to put him in here and see what – because, I mean, Susan Sarandon's not scaring anybody. So bring Raul Max Trujillo in, have him be a badass, and let's see how this works. So for me, this is very much a Latino superhero film, but still with a lot of universal stuff that no matter what your ethnicity is, you will enjoy – Hopefully, from the trailer that I saw, so I liked it. Mike,
2: well, Johnny is more confident in this one than I am. Um, I, I think sometimes, I mean, I just can just look DC. I think we read today that Flash might be one of the biggest flops in Warner Brothers' history. Hundred year history is the biggest flop um, in hundred years. So reeling from that they were like just give him the whole movie give him- <laughs> just show him it all like and that i i just i love blue beetle i i i actually uh, Jaime Reyes is my favorite blue beetle yeah i think Jaime Reyes is one of the best characters that DC has I think he's great. I think the powers of the Scarab are great. I think yeah. the bigger story of where the Scarab comes from and the Reach are a great alien threat. Like, it is just great, 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 great down the board. And yeah. this movie, the more that I see of it and the fact that they're showing us so much of it, it just, all of my uh, Danger Will Robinson signs are blaring. Like, I'm like, Ooh, oh, okay. God. I And out of, honestly, out of, that flash this and aquaman 2 this is the one that i want to hit this is the one like and I, and i hope yeah. i mean if, if i like if i like jaime in the movie like i'm right now i'm at the point where i'm, I'm feeling not confident about this movie yeah. i'm just hoping i like jaime as a character enough that i'm like movie not great put him in superman legacy like let's keep jaime around because i love blue beetle and i think he has a lot of potential as a character but the more that i see of this movie the less uh confident I am that it's going to be the thing that I would like it to be.
3: This does remind me this sort of uh, second trailer, throw everything at the kitchen uh, at the wall strategy. It reminds me of green lantern when they released kind of oh, an oh, underwhelming God. teaser. And then the second trailer, which came out of like a South by Southwest or something like that. But it was the same thing. It was three, it was three minutes and it was everything. It was like, oh, this looks amazing. And then when you actually see the movie, it's like literally all the good parts are in the trailer, but we will find out because blue beetle comes out august 18th going on to our going on to our next trailer because we're getting fancy, we're oh, not just boy. geeky. We're also the classy buddies. Oh, We've sorry. got the trailer, oh. <laughs> the first trailer for. Oh, I wish I had a little teacup. Uh, we have the first trailer for Ridley Scott's Napoleon, starring oh, wow. Joaquin Phoenix. This is the type of movie that doesn't really get made a lot anymore. These big <laughs> splashy historical epics. Um, and for my money, visually, this looks uh, this looks uh, 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 eloquent. Uh, It it just looks like uh, Ridley Scott put put a lot of money in this and Joaquin Phoenix, no matter what you might think of him and his sort of uh, artistic uh, 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 weirdness, Mm -hmm. um, Joaquin Phoenix generally does not put in a bad performance. So, Johnny, I'm going to go to you again
1: because this is more your this is more your speed. What did you think of our first look at Napoleon? Look, I mean, if you follow me in the showdown, you know I love biopics. Those are one of my top favorite categories of movies. I love to go see those things. Uh, and I thought this looked incredible. I'd heard from Jeff Snyder, who had been at CinemaCon, that the footage of the wars and the battles that they showed there were uh, just insanely awesome. So to see snippets of it in this trailer I thought were great. But... What's the way you get an audience to care about a world leader who eventually was caught up in his own hubris? You turn him into an underdog. If that's what you're seeing in the trailer. Everyone thinks I'm just this. I'm just that. I can be more. I know I'm destined for more. And when, and when Vanessa Kirby, who plays Josephine, his great love, steps to him at that party, she's like, what is this costume? you goes, it's my uniform lady so like you see the pride he takes in what he's doing and the 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 belief but they're also setting up a little Macbeth situation here because she says to him at the end of the trailer you wouldn't be where you're at if it wasn't for me so that's going to be real interesting how that dynamic plays out along with his tactical genius that he had napoleon bonaparte until he went into russia that's what ended up becoming the downfall of him but that shot of like under with the um with the uh, ice when they sweep away the snow whatever that is just genius so this is Ridley, you know, when, when Ridley hits it, man, Ridley hits it, man. And this feels like one of those ones that is going to knock itself out of the park. I think this movie and Killers of the Flower Moon are going to be fighting neck and neck for best picture. I'm just predicting that now just from the trailers. And I haven't seen either
2: one of these two yet. What do you think? Either one of them is going to make $5 billion? <laughs> ah,
1: If it's a good movie. I always said if it was a good movie. <laughs>
2: Uh, <laughs> oh man! <laughs> this guy, this guy. Go ahead. Yes. Uh, I am super down. I I feel like I feel like there. This is a Ridley Scott movie. Yeah. Oh yeah. This looks like a Ridley Scott movie. I think that Ridley lets his weird cousin Ronnie Scott direct some movies, and we're gonna say that Ronnie Scott did Prometheus, uh, and Ronnie Scott did the duel, but Ooh. this is Ridley. This is the Ridley, like this look, I mean, this has those like gladiator vibes. Like it just looks big and epic and sweeping and Shannon's right. Like we, for better or for worse, don't get these kinds of movies as much anymore. And so to see a movie that just has this epic scope and scale and just feels huge and serious and grown up, like it just, it's something I'm super, super excited for. So I, uh... I'm down. I think Johnny said it all best, but yeah, like I and Shannon's right. Whatever you think of Joaquin Phoenix, he's good. Yeah. yeah, and he's great when he's with Ridley Scott. I mean, you again, Gladiator. One of the first roles where you were just like, oh, this guy. So uh, yeah, I'm 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 very very excited about this one.
3: Well, Napoleon comes out November 22nd, and that brings us to our last trailer, a movie that when it was announced, there was kind of a general shrug from audiences, like, do we really need this? But we get the first trailer for Wonka coming from Paul King, director of the Paddington film, starring Timothy Chalamet as sort of a uh, prequel to Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, when Willy Wonka was just a young chocolatier, uh, uh, you know, cutting his teeth in the uh, the cutthroat world of of uh, sweets. Um, this looks delightful. This, you know, this looks like a big, splashy uh, holiday musical and. Again, I've I've not seen Paddington 2, which I hear is the best movie in in the in the history of cinema. I've seen Paddington 1, which I thought was incredibly charming. Yeah. Uh watching this, I just totally totally surprised. You know, you've got an incredible cast backing Timothy Chalamet up here, <laughs> concluding with uh Hugh Grant as a new oh Loompa with wow. one of the funniest uh, line readings I think I've ever heard. <laughs> we started dancing. We can't stop until we you know, like just super, super funny. But uh, Mikey, I'll throw it over to you for this. And what did you think of our first look at Wonka?
2: It, listen, I said I said as soon as it was announced that because it was in Paul King's hands, like Paddington and Paddington 2 are delightful movies. And yeah. I'm like, look, if anybody, if you were ever going to take a director and be like, look, the tone of what you did here is what this should be. This was a home run. And you watch this trailer and you're like, yeah. It just has this charming whimsy to it Ooh, the it fact easy, that this you say? well okay. it's like this whole like you know you're, you're not trying to ground it in any kind of reality like right. willy wonka can't open a chocolate factory because of the chocolate cartel right, right. just the most ridiculous <laughs> right. thing in yeah. the world yeah they're like well you can't sell chocolate unless you have a shop and you can't have a shop unless you sell chocolate so you're screwed <laughs> and watching him sort of willy wonka his way through all of it um uh, I'm not sure who this younger girl character is, but she kind of like feels like you know the 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 new kind of Charlie, the new kind oh, of yeah. kid character that kind of gets swept up into Willy Wonka's eccentric adventures. Um, and Timothy Chalamet, his performance is a little. It was weird because a couple of his lines in the trailer. They felt a little – I don't want to say they felt off, but his performance was like, what is he doing? But I think that's probably more of the way the trailer is cut. I think Timothy Chalamet is a great actor. I think King's a great director. So I think it's going to be fine. But just the whimsical nature of this. Like, I love a musical. I love a musical at the holidays. Mm. Uh, And the the Hugh Grant of it all. I know one of the bigger things that people always – get curious about. And I think we even spoke about this when the prequel of it all was announced was like, how do you handle the Oompa Loompas? Because the way that uh, right. they were handled in the book was kind of like, oh, this feels like indentured servitude. Mm. But just looking at the way they're handling the Hugh Grant of it, like, uh, it just looks like they've like, they charmed the pants off of us and we're going to be fine. Like it, it yeah. just from top to bottom, this trailer was like, this is the kind of movie that I want to go see at Christmas time.
1: It's, it's funny because, I mean, we've gone through two cinema cons for this movie. Like, I, my cinema con last year when I went, there was footage for this. And then this year they showed even more footage. So we've been waiting a while for this thing to come out. And the musical nature of it all, I was like, I'm not sure, I'm not sure, I'm not sure. But after seeing this trailer, I agree with Michael. The whimsy here is great. This is a world you want to discover. This is a world you want to dive into it has shades of like if you guys remember scorsese's hugo it has a little mm-hmm. of those yeah. old school shades of like you know that kind of vibe and that feeling of magicalness happening around a real world setting set in the past and in, in another uh country so i like that vibe to it and mike you're 100 right just like say with napoleon he's an underdog here is walking and no one wants to give him you got to get right. a shop you got to get a, so again people are going to gravitate to that because how many times have we been told no by the people who are higher up than us? And we have to keep believing in ourselves to see if we can accomplish something. So those things are universal and people are going to gravitate to that. I agree with you. Chalamet, a little weird in the performance, maybe a little more time with it in his approach. The hair is definitely Gene Wilder inspired. So you can see the early up. And this is a prequel to the 1971 film, which is based, of course, on Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. So it is not a prequel to the Johnny Depp film, which I saw some people speculate on twitter about it is directly a sequel or a prequel to the willy wonka one
2: yeah yeah exactly just let's just come on guys there's the gene wilder movie and there's this movie and i don't if you mention anything else i don't know what you're talking about
1: it's in the same bin with crystal skull and (laughs) uh, superman Um, but yeah uh, the one one thing i do want to throw in here and i thought some and i saw some people commenting on this as well is they were like well where why is he so nice and sweet and kind where is the guy yelling at kids and I commented like, listen, he's got to go through some shit before he becomes the slightly embittered guy in Charlie and the Chocolate or in Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory that we saw uh, in 1971. So, you know, let him, let him have fun. Let's have the musical. Keegan-Michael Key looks like he's funny as hell. And I like the mom aspect of it, all. Sally Hawkins, and him saying, this is for you, mother, or we're going to show them, mother. I thought that was a nice moment to have as a layer in this film as well.
2: Well, and really because i mean it's it's interesting i didn't i hadn't heard that critique but just on that critique i think what's working about this trailer for me and it's the same thing we were talking about with superman legacy is that there's a certain dna to characters superman inspires and look i i this is not to like say that zack snyder did things wrong it was different choices but i think one of the issues that people had is because he started superman at the beginning of his journey and never i'll give zack snyder credit never got the opportunity to get all the way where he wanted to get Mm. superman came across as not as inspiring and so everything that james gunn is doing is superman is supposed to inspire willy wonka is it represents uh chaos and coloring outside the lines Mm. like that's and so it's like even with the gene wilder version he doesn't yell at kids until the very end he yells at charlie at the very, very end, right, right. but even that is the final test to see that Charlie's his guy. Like all of those horrible little children representing the worst parts of society yeah. get their own by their own, like he's not doing it to them. And right. you kind of see the here, it's the other chocolatiers, the other cartel people, some of the other adults that are getting the Willy Wonka treatment as he just sort of bounces around and just is pure chaos coloring outside the line. So yeah. that's I think that's why when you watch this trailer, you go, this feels like Willy Wonka. I yeah. want to see this, so I think yeah. that's that's pretty key.
1: And I want to give a shout oh. out to Chung Hung Chung, who is the um, cinematographer, because that look the the look of yeah. this thing is incredible. So yeah, sorry, Sam. Good. No, no, I was kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I love I
3: love Mikey's point of view. Let's talk about Wonka. So Zack Snyder couldn't talk about. <laughs> 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 hey,
2: hey. You know, you always see where I'm coming from, just like Johnny. You see where I'm coming from. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. So, well, we're going to get to see
3: where Willy Wonka is coming from on December 15th, unless Vogel wants to talk about Sex Slider like, and Henry Cavill. Yeah.
2: Hey, it comes out on my birthday. Oh, perfect. perfect. Hey. hey. Speaking of my birthday, oh my God, we have here's what I think minutes. about oh. Zack Snyder. No! So, <laughs> no, we're taking a break. All
1: right. We're taking a break and we're going to jump into Ahsoka, another trailer that dropped this week right after this.
3: do, 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 do
1: all right. Well, gentlemen, a, a new the first official trailer for Ahsoka. We'd had a teaser trailer a few weeks ago, but a fir- the first official trailer for Ahsoka dropped today, uh, dropped the other day, and it broke the internet. I mean, people were just going crazy about this trailer we got much more of the story we got much more of what was happening here what's going to be happening we saw the sabine soka relationship have a new wrinkle to it in that they tried to go after ezra and that mission apparently failed and it broke them up as friends she's she's her master so was she training her is sabine force sensitive now questions all over the place we get more with Balin and Shinhati. they are also going after Thrawn. With, uh, on a in a different way than uh, um, Ahsoka and Sabine are going after Thrawn. Hera, we get more with Hera Doula. We see her talking to the council. We see all this stuff. And we get purgils, for God's sake. So a lot of people already saying this is Star Wars Rebels Season 5 in live action. So, Michael, a lot in this trailer for sure. What did you think about
2: it? Uh, I mean, I loved it. I, I, It's so funny. As much as we talk about, is there too much Star Wars? Is Star Wars good? Is it bad? Like what? Like all the opinions of Star Wars. Ahsoka Tano seems to be impervious. Yes. Ahsoka yeah. Ahsoka Tano, out of all of the things, all of the Star Wars things that the internet just argues about for days, Ahsoka Tano is the one thing that nobody argues about. We're all like, nope. Ahsoka's good, <laughs> and Rosario Dawson is good casting, and this looks great. Yeah. Uh, everything about it. Just, like I just got so excited. It looked like Star Wars, like seeing those New Republic Mon Calamari ships, like just seeing all of the Rebels characters come to life. Um, it, this is literally the next season of Rebels in live action. Mm. It's just, it feels really, really huge. Now, some of the big differences, or not differences, but some of the new things that we got out of this trailer, uh, like you said, we learned that, um, Balan Skull and Shinhati, uh, the new. Whatever they are, yeah, we don't Jedi, know are, yeah. the new not Jedi, not Sith characters, yeah. uh, are also searching for Thrawn. Um, I believe it was announced like I, so and, and even based on what Balin says to Ahsoka in the trailer, of like Anakin spoke highly of you, yeah, I think the intention of Balin was a Jedi at one point, and yep. much like Ahsoka, left the Jedi Order at some point, thus avoiding the Order 66 madness, um, adding more. Force-sensitive people to the era of Star Wars where there weren't supposed to be any Force-sensitive people, but hey, <laughs> I'm good with it. Um, so, yeah, so you've, you see that there's, like, this past history there that brings up Anakin stuff for Ahsoka, which we all get very excited about. And then, like John said, the biggest, I think, reveal in this trailer is that Sabine and Ahsoka are a little bit estranged, have a little bit of issues to work out, oh, and wow. that Sabine, on some level, was being trained by Ahsoka. Now... If you were a Rebels fan, you know that Sabine did wield the Darksaber at one point. Yes. Uh, the same dark saber that Mando and Bo-Katan and everybody have been wielding in live action in The Mandalorian. And Kanan Jarrus, who was one of the Jedi characters in Rebels, um, helped train her to wield it. Mm-hmm. So it was Ahsoka training her just like to be a better fighter or is Sabine force sensitive also in the Rebels series, Sabine and Ezra by the end of the animated series had grown pretty close. Yeah. Uh, Never explicitly said that there was a romance or anything else, but they were close. And Ezra at the end of the series did tell Sabine that he trusted her to do what needed to be done. So even if this Jedi thing comes out with Sabine, which feels like a big leap, you can look back to rebels and go, okay, I see some of this stuff there. And so whether this is a, She's like a a Finn from the new trilogy yeah, who we yeah. ne- was for, had some force tendencies that we never knew about, or she's not quite that. Like it's all really really interesting. Um, and just seeing this era of the New Republic, uh, kind of like take form. The fact that we've got you know we've defeated the Empire. Yeah, Mon Mothma and the New Republic seem to be reticent to dive into another big war. Harrison Dula is like guys. Some shit's going down. Um, it's just It looks like it's firing on all cylinders. Mm-hmm. And it looks like it's taking all of the elements that people love the most about Ahsoka's story from Clone Wars. All of the things that people love the most about Star Wars Rebels. Yeah. And bringing it all together. And then bringing Grand Admiral Thrawn in, who I think might be in the top five. A, a top five Star Wars character that most people don't really know as much about as other right. characters. But... I think Thrawn is as great as Vader or Maul or anybody as far as villains, question mark. Uh, If you've read the Thrawn books that are out there that are part of the new canon um, of the Star Wars universe, Thrawn's villainy and what Thrawn's goals exactly are um, could be up for grabs. So I think that this trailer gave us, as opposed to the Blue Beetle trailer, This trailer gave us a lot, but still left us feeling like it didn't give us everything. (laughs)
1: Shannon, your thoughts? Uh,
3: You know, what I really liked about this trailer was just the tone. Mm. This seems to have a very, very serious tone. Now, this has kind of, for me, uh, I've kind of gotten burned in the past because that's that's the tone I thought we were getting from Obi-Wan. And Mm. what we got was not. Didn't quite, you know, check all the boxes for me, but well, what gives me it did confidence? Here, voters,
1: it did for Emmy's voters
3: so a What yeah. the hell, right? <laughs> like I could not believe that. Um, look, it, it, look, if there's a there's an audience out there that found that show and enjoyed it, all you know, more, more power, power to them. Yeah, yeah. I wish I had been part of it. Um, but what gives me confidence with this one is the fact that it's Dave Filoni, you know, steering the ship. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that you know, these are characters that you know, he, you know, these are these are rebels was his baby so giving him the opportunity to do one more season in live action um and something that also is really encouraging with me is with bala uh balan and his the the blonde shin Shin Hati. um i think one of the things and this is not to me bag on obi-wan but one of the things i thought was a little wasted is that you had these inquisitors you had you Mm. know you had all these opportunities for this great you know uh force wielding action lightsaber action that we didn't quite get we got two duels with obi-wan and vader but that was pretty much it based off of this trailer and like who knows from which episodes these are from that those moments are from but it looks like we're gonna get a lot of kind of lightsaber on lightsaber action Mm -hmm. and right like it is just such a tragedy that that ray stevenson uh passed Uh, before this released, and he didn't get to, um, you know, kind of uh, uh, reap the rewards of if this turns out as good as it looks. Um, But there is just I mean, he is just a tremendous actor. And there is just a power that both of them seem to have. I mean, to me, it just goes beyond screen presence. But there is just like you just you feel them when they walk on screen. And that is just such a great trademark of of an antagonist on screen and also trying to figure out that Thrawn connection. Um, you know, you could see the one character that Ahsoka dueled in Mandalorian season two, yeah, she's Morgan there Elspeth. as well. Yeah. Morgan Elsbeth. Yeah. So it, it just gives me, it just gets, gets me really, really excited. Um, the one casting that I'm a little like, huh, I'm surprised I'm not jiving with this more is Mary Elizabeth Winstead as Hera. And maybe yeah. it's just because Vanessa Marshall was so, so good in that role. And granted, we haven't seen a ton yet. And I'm I'm a big Mary Elizabeth Winstead fan, but that's the one character that I'm like, based off of what we're getting, I'm like, that doesn't feel quite like Hera. And normally when you're doing an adaptation, you get to take some liberties, but this isn't an adaptation. This is a literal continuation of the story. You're just sort of, Instead of animation, it's live action. So that's the one that gets me a little nervous. But Rosario, Rosario Dawson looks great. Um, Lars Mickelson getting to see that first shot of him in all of his blue glory. Yeah. Um, everything else looks really, really great. So I'm very, very excited for this.
1: Yeah, I, ha- I have to echo your Hera uh, reservations. And I think Mary Elizabeth Wilson is a damn good actress. Go see Fargo. She's incredible in that season of Fargo that she was on. She can play evil and she can play good. And of course, in Scott Pilgrim, she was fantastic in that as well. And in Death Proof, I thought she was damn good in that in, in that uh, Tarantino film as well. But there's a how can I say this? There's a older vibe to Hera that Vanessa brings, a more grounded, older vibe. And what you got from Hera with Mary Elizabeth Winstead is an equal sister, as opposed to Captain who's kind of in charge. And yes, she's bringing them together to kind of solve their issues with Sabine and Ahsoka, but. There has to be an older energy. And I don't sense that from Mary Elizabeth Winstead. So it's going to be curious to see how they're going. And it may just be, you all know this, casting, they want the focus to be Ahsoka. So Ahsoka must be, in essence, the stronger energy, the stronger force in this show. So maybe they felt casting someone and, and, and guiding their performance to not be anything that counters Ahsoka as strongly or feels like they might be the lead to kind of undercut Ahsoka a little bit. Maybe that was the intention in casting but she's a damn good actress so we'll see what she's going to create I, but overall I, I loved it uh, yeah quick, I don't disagree see.
2: I don't disagree with either yeah. of you on the Hera front like yeah. I think I think that that's the one but I th- I thought it was just me because I like Hera I like Vanessa Marshall's yeah, Hera yeah. so much me too. Yeah. Um, but yeah that's the one where I'm like okay like we're gonna it's kind of how I felt about Chalamet and the Wonka trailer I was like is this gonna be a performance that's not my favorite or is this just the way this is cut and once I right. see you sort of in action it's gonna settle in um, also David Tennant yeah, right. Coming in as uh, Hu yeah. Yang, the like the ancient, mm-hmm. the ancient droid lightsaber building droid who was yeah. in Clone Wars. That if not on my bingo card, that that was the droid That character was going to make the jump to live action. But yeah. seeing him uh, in live action in this thing and seeing the, like what role he's going to take, really fun. David Tennant's great. Love another droid, and also really interesting that they're choosing to bring this droid in who is. Literally an ancient hundreds of years old droid that has helped younglings assemble their lightsabers as we're getting into this big adventure that ties into ancient Jedi shit, these new non-Jedi, non-Sith characters. And then the big question, I think, a lot of people – look, we've been talking about this since Grogu in season two was Mm. calling out to a Jedi to come help him is where is Ezra Bridger? Right. Um, Now we see – Ezra in a hologram yeah. in this trailer. But I it does feel like Sabine is stepping into more of a role that I think a lot of people were expecting. Oh, we're going to find Ezra and he's going to be going to be doing this. So is Ezra Bridger coming back? Is right. Ezra's Ezra's fate is sort of unknown here and I think that uh it's going to be interesting to see where they go with that. But regardless, uh this is going to be a show that I think in a different way than Andor, but hopefully like Andor gets people excited about star Wars uh, in a way that some of the other shows have not.
1: Yeah. That's what I said in my trailer reaction was that this is, this is the Andor that a lot of the other star Wars fans wanted to see. This is a darker approach to this story with Ahsoka, but it's got the old school original trilogy vibe along with the star Wars rebels vibe. It's got a nice mix of, of all these star wars vibes that i think works really well look sabine wielding ezra's lightsaber is a really interesting moment shin Hati saying to her you have no power here what does that mean and then we see Balin taking on ahsoka i think and look they've said already well they've intimated and people have assumed that thrawn will be the big baddie in dave filoni's movie so clearly he's not being stopped in this series it's this is what vaults us into that movie so it's going to be interesting to see what we find of Thrawn because remember the purgils threw Ezra and Thrawn out into that area and is nothing Filoni loves more than having weird ass shit in star. And like he did in star Wars rebels, weird ass old mythology stuff pop up. So has, has Ezra changed and has, and has Thrawn changed being exposed to these outer, rim area um, things that they're going to be exposed to. And we do see what looks to be the one, one of the ones there, maybe the father, maybe the daughter holding that thing and that stone sculpture. We see this uh temple or fortress that's kind of ru- in ruins that that generates the map. So it already feels like Filoni is going to do what he likes to do, which is to go out there with some of the mysticism of Star Wars and some of the old, old mythology. And I think what you mentioned about the character that David Tennant is playing, that speaks to that as well, that an older yeah. character that would know all this stuff and be able to guide them with with answers to their questions.
2: And I think, you know, I mean, yeah, you're 100% right. Like the whole uh, Mortis arc in Clone Wars, mm. which had that really weird Force mythology stuff with the daughter, the son, and the father, the father right. um, that Ahsoka mm. got very much tied to in a way that kind of makes Ahsoka... Uh, represent the light side of the force in a lot of ways. But that Mortis arc and those characters also came up in the temple at the end of star Wars rebels. Right,
1: right, right. Right. And
2: so, yeah, a lot of people are conjecturing, like when we see that temple that Ahsoka finds and that's that, uh, that carving on the wall Mm. that even is that, is that the daughter, like, are we getting into this? So there's, there's that whole, if you were going to be like checking marks off, like what clone wars and rebels episodes do I need to be watching? There's the Mortis arc in clone wars, uh, there's the fin- And then there's the finale of Rebels where Ahsoka and Ezra go to the world between worlds, which is this super yeah. weird time travel time and space place that connects all parts of the universe. And so it does seem like some of those elements, yeah. uh, Filoni's just going to be taking them, even – Even what Balin says, you know, what happens when we find Thrawn, ultimate power, and that weird sort of Stonehenge Jedi temple that they find themselves at. It does definitely seem like we're getting into some weirder Star Wars shit, which honestly, I'm here for. I think sometimes uh, you feel like with Star Wars, like they kind of play it safe a little bit with like, let's give, let's just stick right here into this stuff that people know. And I think that you're right. John Filoni is kind of known for doing some real out there shit and some of the stuff that ends up becoming part of Star Wars lore. So I hope Ahsoka continues that.
1: Yeah, agreed. Any final words, Shan, for we rep. Nah man, looks good. Excited. (laughs) Fingers crossed. (laughs) Don't, don't, don't Kenobi me. Please God. Uh the first two episodes drop August 23rd. Obviously, um we'll I'm gonna try to get the boys to get these episodes early. So no promises, but we'll see what we can do for God's sakes because we want to be able to review these as quickly as possible. So, for you But all- you're
3: promising, right?
1: Yeah. Yes, in a way. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, from, a certain, from-, yeah, from- oh, <laughs> a certain point of view. Yeah. Oh, there it is. I,
2: I got to tell you, I've never been happier in my life to not be going to Burning Man.
1: <laughs> oh, good point. Good point. Yeah, for sure.
2: And we'll see. I mean, obviously, we're on the precipice of a
1: strike, but we'll see if there's any kind of Star Wars presence at comic-con which we'll be covering and doing some stuff from next week so uh, watch out for that stuff as well um all right thank you so much for watching this episode or listening to this episode we appreciate it manly shannon what do we have to tell them?
3: yeah if you'd like to follow us on social media on twitter it's at geek underscore buddies on instagram at the underscore geek underscore buddies if you'd like to follow me on social media on twitter it's at shannon underscore mcclung on instagram at shannon the geek buddy if you would like to follow mr vogel it is at mk if you would like to follow mr roca it is at the roca says
2: like it? Uh, look, if you like seeing where Roca is coming from, if you like seeing where I'm coming from, and you want to talk more about Zack Snyder, here is hey. a place that you can do it. Uh, and here's what you can do to help us keep doing what we do: smash that like button below, subscribe to Johnny's Outlaw Nation page, check out all the amazing content he has got there, leave your comments below. I think we covered a little bit of everything today. So, what are you excited about? What are you worried about? What do you is going to happen? Let us know in the comments below. If you're listening to us on a podcast, go ahead and leave us some stars and comments so we go up in the rankings. And as always, the best thing that you guys can do is retweet this video post it on your socials send it to your friends and tell them to hang out with your buddies the geek buddies
1: there you go you guys are awesome thanks so much for joining us have a great rest of your weekend look out for more geek buddies content coming up this weekend and don't forget our Secret Invasion review is out as well if you haven't watched that for that Michael and I broke that thing down. Uh, and uh, we'll have more coverage as, as Comic-Con comes up and we'll update you on all of that. Y'all take care of yourselves. Be well. We'll talk to you next time with another brand-new episode of The Geek Buddies! <gasps> hey! hey!